Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Brian Dawes. I'm Chris Delano. And I'm Carrie Thomas. And today we're going to talk about defending the multiverse. So the March of the Machines story is just a few weeks away. Two weeks away, I think, from when this podcast airs. Uh, two weeks away from when the podcast is recorded. Oh my gosh, less than two weeks away. Uh, and we were just at an event, MagicCon Philly, where they revealed a bunch of stuff about uh, March of Machines. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about what has been revealed and talk a little bit about how we see, like... The defenses of different planes going. Uh, so what I'll mention is we are basing this only on what has been revealed. Uh, we are, I should note, there are some major planes or quotation fingers, major planes like uh, Fiora, Kylum, the Plain of Mountains and Seas, Rabia, and Ulgratha that we have not seen in any of this. Those are planes that have had uh, sets on them. But outside of that, almost we've seen art of almost every plane, every magic plane that has had a set dedicated to it in um, this upcoming set. We did not see any art set on Mirrodin, and we haven't seen anything from Mirrodin in a while, actually. It's very concerning, actually. They're the ones going everywhere else. Literally the invasion trees in every picture, every frame. I think the Mirans would take a lot of offense to you saying that they're the ones invading things. <laughs> All right. So a lot of this is from the first look at March of the Machines from Magic Con Philly. Uh, you can watch the panel yourself online on YouTube, uh, perhaps right after you watch Road to March of the Machine, which we talked about last week, uh, our live episode that we did at Magic Con Philly. Uh, but let's dive in. So uh, we're gonna just going to go through an alphabetical order here, starting with Alara, which we saw art teased for Invasion of Alara. Yeah, this is this is some cool art. Uh, it shows essentially a bunch of the various shards slash they're not really shards anymore. Realms, areas, locales of Alara. I mean, it shows a lot of Alarans from a lot of different backgrounds all fighting together. And I love those moments. We see like an Ethereum sorcerer of some kind, uh, a rocks monk, some knights on horseback, and uh, what is clearly fighting side by side with a Leonin, uh, some sort of like Viachino from Jund. So that was pretty cool. Uh, and there's a Grixis demon too. So like they're all in this art. They're all there. And they are fighting some Phyrexians. I like it a lot. I I really I'm I'm not gonna lie. I really miss Alara. I like it's nice to to see that Alara is still exists for yeah. now. When have, <laughs> when have we seen it last? Like the Chandra comics from 2019, 2020. Um, she dips <laughs> by there, and before oh, that, yeah. it's pretty much been AFK since Agents of Artifice, Doc Faden, um, original Alara era. So um, Brea is a fan favorite. Who? we're hoping for even the four colors we'll we'll maybe see i i was really expecting you to say the last time we saw alara was in chandra trials of alara comics <laughs> no um, <laughs> no she dips by um to help out like some jesse and um knight on the not bant part of alara um but yeah for the most part there 
very, very in minor plot detail because it was pretty much just to serve that she stopped by a Johnny's place there. So, yeah, we do see a Leonin front and center in the fight, which makes me wonder uh, how they're going to respond if you know a Johnny shows up. So, oh, no. yeah, yeah, a Johnny's still got family there. I was thinking of who the well, he's got re- yeah. Um, I was thinking of who the planeswalkers are for each of these planes. And who are Lara's planeswalkers but Tezzeret and Johnny? Like And Elspeth to a certain extent. Yeah. Elspeth identifies with like three different planes though, so. <laughs> yeah, but you know, who better to rally all of these planes, right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Alright, uh let's let's keep it moving because we've got a lot to talk about today. Uh next up is Amonket, which is mentioned in the card blossoming sands which talks about how the copper host is bringing a sort of twisted parody of life to the desert uh amonket is well this this is interesting because we hear the name copper host for the first time we hear chrome host later in reference to jingataxius so uh it's pretty easy to figure out that each of the you know invading armies based around the colors are going to have a different different name along this line yeah, about the host situation, it immediately made me think of Innistrad's angels. Um, <laughs> you know, there's like the host of herons, uh, things like that sort. Um, I thought that was a neat, interesting connection there. Uh, probably doesn't mean anything, but you know. A host is just like, you know, a large military group. Yeah. <laughs> Copper hosts being Urabrask? We really haven't seen anything from Amonkhet since Amonkhet. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got Bosri Ket, uh like in a corset, but other than that, I guess we saw a little bit in the War of the Spark novel. They popped over to Amonkhet for a hot second, but like, yeah, yeah we know we know Hazard is still around as the God Survivor. Uh, mm-hmm. We know Samet and Jer- Jeru Jeru is it just Jeru? I don't know. Uh, are both there? <laughs> And, uh, yeah, Basriket was kind of introduced later, but is likely uh, another defender. So I, <laughs> when this was revealed, I saw a lot of people's responses are like, those poor people, they've been through enough. <laughs> yeah, like, their gods are mostly dead, except for one, and they're, they're, they're hiding out in the desert, and oh, Phyrexian show up. Great. Just what we need. I am imagining, though, that, like, the survivors are so scattered throughout the desert that, like, Vornklex and his copper hosts show up and they're like, ah, oh, let's find people. And they're just, like, walking around the desert for a they while. They spend the whole time <laughs> searching the desert. And, oh. like, the survivors are clear on the other side of the plane, just like, what's going on over there? I don't know. Let's just let's just leave it alone. <laughs> See, now I was thinking Urabrask was going to be the copper host, but it's definitely Vornklex just because of the color association that yeah. oh yeah the mirrodin and euphorexia have had and and copper yeah yeah like warren clex um, is the type of person who would take up that the like the scattered beings that challenge and would actively go about hunting them down one by one so yeah even if that's how i wish it would go that's probably not how it's going to go though i do i i cannot wait to see like a hazard versus warren clex like like oh, that's gonna be card. so cool oh i hope that happens i hope hazard like impales a phyrexian yes like uh, if, yeah. if nothing else from this set i want hazard to have a winning moment because like 
the people of Amon Ket deserve a W. Like, yeah. <laughs> we run through god figures and magic quite often enough and would like <laughs> the remaining ones to stick around for a little bit so people can have some hope. So let's talk about Arc- Arcavios. Arcavios? I have no idea how you're supposed to say it. What's Arcavios? Has any, did, it's what, the have we seen Arcavios? <laughs> it's the plane of Strixhaven, and we have seen uh, several of the student legends from there in uh, the the key arts. So we've seen Quint, I think we've seen Dina, we've seen Zamone, I believe, uh, on various uh, key mm-hmm. arts for this. So we know the the students will probably play a role. I, I imagine. I hope so. It would be so disappointing if they were just like in art. And then just didn't show up in the story or the set. Like that would, that would be such a bummer. Wouldn't it though? Like, cause part of what made Strixhaven a successful story and what made the plane interesting was the student characters. Like mm-hmm. all of the side stories of Strixhaven are about these students. It would be a real bummer to like have the invasion go to Arcavios and then not have the students like actually part of it. So here's hoping we get the students fighting back. As for Arcavios as a whole, uh, I think we, we didn't really see anything about them. We don't get any like visions of them in like the lands or anything. I think the Frexians are gonna find a really quick ally in the Orik because like Luca just joined up with them immediately. Like it's <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a fool's yeah. guild. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of a fool's guild. Um, And then, like, I think that they'll also find themselves with probably the hardest nut to crack when it comes to, like, Strixhaven itself, because, wow. They have uh, the history of all the spells and magic. Yeah, the Biblioplex is kind of the secret loaded gun there, because, like like Tamiyo's spell satchel, it just kind of seems like you can pull pretty much whatever you would need to defend the school out of that or defend. Um, Plus the elder dragons, and they're aware of the Phyrexian threat to a certain extent. Like they know they exist, right? It's like this is one of the Mm -hmm. few planes where planeswalkers like are like a a a common like I shouldn't say common, but it's like they are aware of them to a a much greater extent than the populace of a lot of other planes because of the nature of the biblioplex and other planes in general. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I guess we should mention Alara. Like the the its planeswalker defenders are kind of not around for for them so we don't know what they know or how they're going to respond Amonkhet, i imagine you know the gatewatch knows samet pretty well and mm-hmm. uh, uh i feel like they would have warned her uh yeah. arcavios has uh liliana was a professor there we have kasmina who is up to something we're <laughs> not we're not crossing that bridge right now we're <laughs> we this is not an episode about cosmina <laughs> we're we don't not have time doing to unpack that. that yeah uh so we'll just talk about it as we go dominaria uh is next up we have spent a lot of time on dominaria recently so i don't think we need to devote very much time here uh it obviously has a lot of planeswalker protectors they know about phyrexia very very well um and they've been fighting them actively for months so we see in windscarred craig uh, Winscard Crag. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the uh, it is actually a alternate art of the Clifftop Retreat. It is the statue of Sarah at Epitier on Teresier. Uh It has now been defaced and replaced with a statue of Elish Norn. Yeah, I I I looked at that when that popped up, and I went, "Oh my God, no!" 
Like I was hurt by that. And I'm a Phyrexia fanboy. So I was I was like, that's unacceptable. Not allowed. Heckin' rude. I hate it. Heckin' rude. Heckin' rude indeed. Uh we also see uh Yargle and Maltani team up in one of the the best pieces of flavor text in a long time. Uh which is Yargle. I'm sorry, Maltani says to Yargle. Okay, Jay, before you commit to this, you have to read Yargle's part. I will come I'm committed. Okay. I've heard much about you from my daughter, Maltani rumbled. There was a time when I'd balk at your aid, Phantom, but she has shown me merit in Urborg's strange ways. <laughs> Replied Yargle. <laughs> I, I so encourage everyone. Jay did a wonderful job there, but go watch the, the panel where Roy and Blake read the, pl- the flavor text and Blake reads Multani very well. And then Roy does... A perfect Yargle impression, in my opinion. <laughs> uh, we 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 also see. Got to keep it moving. Uh, we also see Slimefoot and Squee, which I love. I adore this card. Like I, this is this may be my favorite card in the entire set. Uh, I know there are only like eleven cards public or something, but like this is. Um, I did not realize this card was happening. First of all. And it is so chef's kiss, the two comic relief weatherlight characters teamed up together with like an amazing and fun ability. I just I love everything about it. I love everything about it. I have already been like brewing in my head around these two. You got the cabin boys. Uh, also, flavorfully, we should note that it's like one of the Soprolings is taking the hit for <laughs> for Slimefoot and uh, Squee. It's not really Squee's regeneration anymore. Uh, it's it's like the the we have to sacrifice a Soprolling to bring them back. It's, they're probably just using them as a human shield or climbing out from the under all the dead Soprolling bodies. They're also not baby Thalids. They're Soprolings. It's okay. Um, Dominaria has too many defenders for us to care for. Tefiri's there. Zelfir is probably going to be there. I think we're kind of set defending here. I feel I kind of feel like of all these planes, Dominaria will feel the ba- feel, uh field the best or no. What am, what's the word I'm looking for? They will fare the best. I don't know why I got my words mixed up like that. But they'll um, field a good uh, a good response. Um yeah, but I, I think cuz they've I, already got the coalition going, right? I think there is one plane that is more prepared for an invasion of of monsters from across the the multiverse, but we'll <laughs> we'll get to that later. Fair enough. Uh, let's talk about Eldraine. So in Eldraine, we see the wilds being completed in Thornwood Falls. We see Ayara, Widow of the Realm, and Ayara, Furnace Queen. Uh, we see the command fest arts show some Lockthwain knights all Phyrexianized. It, it uh, shows Lockthwain and some knights Phyrexianized. Like the castle yes, is, is yes. Phyrexian. It's pretty, pretty baller, um, for lack of a better term. There's also like the questing beast secret lair art with a Phyrexian knight. And our one preview from Aftermath was Death of the Kenriths. Le Mort de Kenriths. Um, which was actually something I t- <laughs> a submission I put in there. Uh, uh, it's actually called the Kenrith's Royal Funeral. So. Oh, the Kenrith's the Kenrith's Royal Funeral. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but notably, Will and Rowan are absent from that artwork. But we do know that the High King and Queen are dead. 
after after the invasion. One one thing someone did point out uh, is that they're having a funeral and there's a bunch of knights there to pay homage, which means that like presumably there's enough of a kingdom left for there to be a funeral. So shout out to Eldrain for hopefully surviving this. Like there's blood in that in the crypt image. Like, well, it's it's hard to tell if that's blood or if that's just like red marbling it's very there's a lot going on <laughs> yeah this isn't in Estrada. i'm thinking that's actual legit blood or something well they should have cleaned up before the funeral eldrin's going to be an interesting one because uh they are relatively low tech both when mm-hmm. it comes to like magic and like actual technology there in the realm um so yeah we'll have to see uh, especially when one of four kingdoms is already confirmed being turned. Ikoria. Uh, so in Ikoria, we see scoured barrens, uh, which mentions the crystals uh, be- basically being completed and new like metallic mutations appearing on all of these monsters. Uh, so on a plane where monsters are just constantly evolving and changing, it's going to be interesting to see them uh, getting completed. I feel so bad for Jarena Kudrow because I feel like uh, the the monsters of that world are going to be a hell of a time for uh, Draneth and like the Bonders are going to be so easy to corrupt because the Phyrexians just have to corrupt the, the their their um, bonded beasts and then it makes it easier to bond with them. It's just like, ugh. I... I don't think all the Bonders and Akoria are as dumb as Luca, so... <laughs> it, wouldn't even, it wouldn't even have to be, like, at least Luca went into it with knowledge of what was what could possibly happen. These people are going to be getting it out of nowhere with no expectation or no, like, foresight of what could possibly happen. Like, I don't even yeah. think it's going to be a dumb thing with them. It's just going to be, oh, no, let me help, like, my beast is in trouble. Let me channel the connection and, oh, no... All hail Phyrexia. Like, it's it's, it's a bad, bad look for Ikoria right now. Listen, listen. If only Ikoria had a prodigal son who they chased off in the past and could return to save them. (laughs) That prodigal son needs to stay away. He needs to go to Amonkhet and hang out in the desert and stay away from Ikoria. Yeah. All right, so we don't have much else on Ikoria. So let's move on to <laughs> Innistrad. So Innistrad, we actually got two team-up legends. Uh, I think besides Dominaria, that was the most we saw of team-up mm. legends. Uh, we got Thalia and the Gitrog monster, which is a horrible Eldritch monster teaming up with uh, Thalia, which is <laughs> very interesting. And uh, we also got Catilda and Lear, uh, who are both cultists or which are uh, members of the, I'm sorry, Catilda is the leader of the Dawnheart Coven, who are like the heroes of the Crimson Vow story. Uh, and Lear, who was just revealed as being like a Nathalia cultist, one of the various ocean cultists there. I think these two are really interesting because we're getting more. Uh, what I really like about where we're going with Innistrad is we're de-emphasizing the church and these uh older cults that are resurfacing are kind of looking out for humanity like they used to presumably Uh, presumably well yeah i mean they're also a human card that cares about humans so they're they're looking i i feel like they're looking out for humanity here 
Uh, I think it's really cool to see Catilda and Lear together as like various of these old school cults or faiths that were suppressed by the church and have uh, risen up since then. And then Thali and the Gitrock monster is just funny. Yeah. <laughs> so I heard, I, I was seeing some discussion on it that um, the arm in the Gitrog monster's mouth of the original art there is a joke in the Canadian Highlander community that that was Thalia's arm, like as a joke, uh, which I guess is what kind of where this came from. Huh. huh. Um, I didn't realize that was a thing, uh, but people were mentioning it. And, and yeah, that's pretty cool. I just thought that uh, they were looking for someone to for, for Thalia to ride into battle with. And who's better than a giant frog or like yeah. I would also hop on top of that thing. And be like, let's go, noble steed. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think she's still got the Avacyn spear in this. Yeah, she's got a moon silver spear. I don't know if it's Avacyn's, but it's that it's might be. Of, yeah, yeah, that might be part of how she's not getting killed by the Gitrog monster, <laughs> or maybe she has just convinced it that there are lots of tasty treats for it to eat, and that's why it's <laughs> letting her jump around. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a saddle on and some armor. So this was not just like an impromptu thing. Like someone made some armor for this frog. Um, <laughs> I'd also like to point out that the only downside to this card, which I think is brilliant and perfect, uh, is that it is an Abzan legendary from Innistrad when we could have had Liesa and Sigarda team up, which mm, I think mm-hmm. would have been incredible. Yes. Maybe we'll get that in the story, but that would have been my personal pick for like a team up on an is to get the two diametrically opposed angels to join together. So yeah, but still really cool. Love it. Planeswalker wise in is set. Soren Markov, Arlen Kord, anybody who's ever touched foot there for the most part, like, Liana, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They're also both, they're both the first plane warned because that was the mm-hmm. first place they went after Kaya returned to the gate watch. And there's actually a scene of them talking about Phyrexia to uh, like Arlen Cord. And I think Soren, I don't remember if Soren was there or not, but um, I feel like someone would tell Soren. He also would know he lived through yeah. like Phyrexia was around when he was you know younger. I do think um, of all the planes ready for uh, an invasion from an extra planar uh, Eldritch Horror <laughs> And Estrada is pretty set up for it. I do think it's funny that there's a chance that Nahiri might lead another invasion <laughs> of an outside extra planar wow. force onto Innistrad. Like, I, yeah, I Moon's mixed, haunted. I have mixed Moon's feelings haunted. about that because I feel like Innistrad has had a lot of casualties recently, so they might be in the worst like situation as far as being able to repel an invasion because of the like back after back like they go from having the Eldrazi thing and then right after that the uh Olivia like the the, the whole night thing just like like they they're already under siege as it is and then all these two events back to back followed by another invasion seems kind of rough I do kind of hope that we like go into Innistrad for a moment and they're just like handling it perfectly fine. You know, <laughs> like, like they're just, just doing their, they're just doing their normal thing. And they're like, yeah, no, we're, we got this. It's okay. We're not even bothered. Thalia's out there on a frog. It's okay. It's like Dominarian apocalypses. Innistrad is used to them by now. Uh, all right, let's move on to Ixalan where Jungle Hollow shows us 
uh, tar pits where the oil has begun to to seep in and mix and uh, old bones are stirring. And also uh, Galta and Maverin Fane. So Galta, the elder dinosaur, is being uh, ridden by a high cleric of the Church of Dusk, which is just a very interesting team up. Who has also built a house on him. Yes. Just to point that out. I want to know how Quatley feels when she sees this. Like, I, <laughs> that's what I want to like. She like does she have envy of the like the ride situation? Like what the heck? Like my my raptors are suddenly not good enough, or like is she like trying to change the raptors? Or, like does she summon someone else? Like what? I want to know what goes through Quatley's mind when she sees Maven Fane roll up on Galta. <laughs> I think um, Ixalan is going to be a very interesting plane for to to challenge the Phyrexians, just because of like the diversity of forces there, and also I think it's really funny uh, that the uh, colonizers are getting colonized, um, <laughs> and Maverin might just be there like, is this what we're doing to people? This is awful. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a. Uh... It's interesting when we look at these planes and we can talk about some more of them too, but like uh, in this facet, but like some of them have clearly established like standing defense forces. Like Alara has the Knights of Bant who like you can just assume will mobilize and like Dominaria's got, you know, the Benalians and they've, they've always just been defending. Eldraine has like the kingdoms that are could be organized um, Ikoria's got like all of the human holdouts, but like Ixalan kind of just has a bunch of different people all just kind of like disconnected. So it is really interesting to see like the Legion of Dusk or whatever, like teaming up with a dinosaur. Like, does that mean that the Sun Empire gets involved and the Legion of Dusk is like, hey, we have the organized troops and you have the firepower. Like, let's make this work. I think what people need to remember is while we're used to it in dominaria now it was a the first coalition was a big deal Mm -hmm. back in the original phyrexian invasion so when you're seeing these team-ups and you're like oh that's not believable yeah well we wouldn't believe like gerard was fighting side by side by like an evil necromancer against phyrexia either right he's a hero like original yeah yeah exactly uh like it is it's all hands on deck. Yeah. Speaking of uh, almost unbelievable team ups, we're going to go to another plane next that's got some very interesting implications from key art that we've seen before. Are you talking about Kaladesh? Yeah. You... Oh, I'm okay. talking about Kaladesh because uh, we, we got art with uh, Chandra and Baral fighting at least together in some way. Like one of the very oh, first initial Baral key arts. Yeah. yeah. Baral. Yeah, Baral. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? I thought Baral... He, Baral is in one of the original key arts. I forgot about that. It was him. There, there's a Charging few other with characters. Charging like Asuka or... and a few others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, like that doesn't necessarily imply that Baral. Like that could just be art. Like yeah, that may Baral not actually happen. Like I, I, I. Oh no. He was put in jail. No, I thought they killed him in Forsaken. No, he was, he was imprisoned. No, he was imprisoned beneath the Dund. Which is the, okay, uh, the, the secret prison? Yeah. So there is in the key art there is the uh, the blue Kamigawa spirit dragon. I forgot the name. Uh, Baral is there. 
Dina is there. There's something on Dina's shoulder that I can't quite make out. Uh, the Essica is there. And uh, Borborygmos is there as well. Yeah. I'm thinking Dovin Bond. Never mind. That's fine. Never mind. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Baral is the guy who like yeah, executed yeah. Chandra's dad. Yep. Yeah. Baral is a cop so bad that other cops hated him. Like that's how bad Baral is. And he is, he's somehow fighting against Phyrexians, uh, implying he was let out. So that's got some implications. I mean, or all his jailers are just dead. Yeah, it's true. He does have counter spell magic. Notable because not many characters are like specifically supposed to be counter spell magic, but, um, I don't think that's going to come into play, honestly. Like, I don't think he's going to be plot relevant considering he is like a family murderer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll yeah, see. I just, just remember, there is like 20 planes getting covered here somewhere in that area. I think it was like 19 total that were just the ones we're talking about. Um, and there are that many stories as well. So like do the math not everything's going to have a detailed breakdown yeah, just yeah. accept that now i think is the best way to go uh so and i'm not saying anything in particular about kaladesh or any of these planes but just you know uh so swiftwater cliffs mentions that uh it shows kaladesh uh being attacked and uh it mentions Jin Gataxius and the chrome host being interested in kaladesh's inventions probably because that's where the uh planar bridge came from um, and also, they're just good at it, right? They are probably the best artificer society since the Thran, like the most actually technologically advanced. They actually engineer things. They don't just magic up artifacts that work. Uh, and then we got Call Time. Call Time things things aren't looking good on Call Time. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> with the Realm Breaker and the World Tree. Uh, clashing in some art that we've seen recently uh and also what looks like uh, a very large squirrel and a very large wolf completed with a whole bunch of like omen seeker boats and other things coming at them thanks i hate it <laughs> and also as we mentioned in the key art uh we're shown essica in her chariot uh pulled by her cats so uh -huh. presumably she's also relevant yeah, we also we got a secret layer art for the world tree um, that is like not to be taken literally, but is very evocative. Uh, and it shows a lot of like what look like planets smashing into each other. Um, and like you see some demons and some angels flying around it. And it's uh, it's pretty cool looking. It's good art, but it does have Realm Breakers little world tentacle vines, whatever we're calling them in there as well. So it's. It's not like a story thing, but it is very evocative of the situation that we're in. Uh, so Kamigawa. So Kamigawa, uh, we see in Dismal Backwater, and we also see in cards like Goro Goro and Satoro, which is another card I just absolutely adore from this set. Satoro is um, Satoro Umezawa, and uh, he is like the one of the one of the crime lords in. Um, Tawashi? What's the name of the new city? I cannot remember off the top of my head. I believe that it's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can say Tawashi because that is the name of the city. Yeah, that's what I, that is. Mm -hmm. what I meant. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's just very, very cool. We also see uh, Kairi 
uh, who is the Kyrie, the swirling sky, the blue dragon spirit. Uh, we see her in one of the um, uh, one of the key arts as well, which is pretty neat. I'm, I really love who they're picking for a lot of these. Uh, and I love that Goro Goro is in here with Satoru, even though that's just completely random. Just as <laughs> <laughs> kind of delusional goblin samurai, and but they work together so well because they do haste and attacking, and it's just it's wonderful. Uh, and we also see Lorwyn in Invasion of Lorwyn. Yes, this is like the first look, definite look at a modern Lorwyn we have had since like Lorwyn. <laughs> like it, is, it has been that long and we see some uh what looks to be guilt leaf elves can you hear dia's crying oh i can hear dia mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my my baby girl is is not not happy right now we are recording uh, a podcast she needs to respect that <laughs> <laughs> so we see what looks like the guilt leafs uh, guilt leaf elves versus the phyrex doing work yeah, so we'll have to see what uh, what else of Lorwyn is represented. Lorwyn is interesting because it's a very idyllic plane. The, the elves, at least in the original set, were the only ones with like anything resembling a military. Uh, the I guess the Kithkin, yeah, they had Brigid some standing and... forces, but but they have more like a militia. Hey, like they don't that militia get things done sometimes. That's fair. That is entirely fair. And you know what else we what other place we saw that was just wild and had such a reaction despite <laughs> it being like the silliest plane? Mercadia. We actually went to Mercadia. Uh with invasion of Mercadia and we see some Rishan uh skyships all around the main city which is the upside down inverted mountain because <sighs> Mercadia's world building is what if we just did everything but opposite? Um, <laughs> and we also see a dragon engine there fighting the Phyrexians. Uh, so I hope that is representative of um, Ramos. Ramos, thank you. Uh, it may not be. It looks more like the uh, Brothers War dragon engines yeah. than Ramos does. Um, it may just be. We've seen Ramos make like worm engines and stuff, so maybe, maybe, maybe it's one he built. Maybe it's him. I don't or know. Maybe, that would mean that the pieces of Ramos that were part of the legacy weren't actually parts of Ramos. They were just like his power stones. They were there were some of his power stones. He was still alive when they he gave them, and he was still like walking around. So, uh, if I recall correctly, we should. Maybe. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for. As we're getting into the weirder and older planes that we haven't seen recently, like the odds of those legends being around are highly likely because they're the only characters that people know from these <laughs> they're the worlds. Only recognizable characters. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good point, Carrie. Like, especially when you're talking about planes that had maybe five legends yeah. back in the day during this era. Like, there was not a, outside of Ravnica, there were not a ton of legends. Maybe we get Cho Rim and. Uh, or, or Kamigawa, yeah, yeah, descendants of Chorim and um, oh, Orim, yeah, Oris, uh, I believe is the legend from from Future Sight. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their their daughter, if I recall correctly. Uh, descendant of cool. some kind, yeah, or descendant of some kind, yeah. Um, are you saying though that we're gonna like have a weirder, more out there plane show up on this list that no one was expecting? No. 
Okay. That's not no, what I'm saying. No, Mercadia is 100%. That was the that was the really, but also how are you going to do a Phyrexian invasion without Mercadia? Like, this place is <laughs> this place is silly. Um, well, we don't have Wrath. We do have Wrath. It's on Dominaria. I can't, <laughs> I can't keep telling you this, Chris. I can't wait to see what the Chiron have been doing. The Chiron. Oh, gosh, that'll be That's hilarious. the thing. It's yes. also like it's such a large set and there's so many planes. I know we're not. It's going to be kind of like War of the Spark where people are like, oh, Soren and Nahiri are fighting. Why don't we have a story about Soren and Nahiri fighting? And it's like because we can't dedicate 5,000 words to every two minutes of battle that happened in this entire day-long war well we like, could it, but we could but it would be uh pretty pretty uh, lengthy at that point it would honestly it would have to be like just looking looking at what we have right now that is like that's 19 stories right there yeah if we were to give each of these things equal story space and the i know the main story is going to be split up perfectly evenly between the <laughs> 10 worlds you know? <laughs> so yeah yeah um that was not a yeah in confirmation no no we, we, <laughs> so, we commiserating yeah uh so next up new capenna uh we see in blood new capenna. oh mamma mia it's a the atraxa she's making the invasion uh, so Atraxa is, <laughs> oh uh, is shown as the one who is dispatched to New Capenna because uh, she's an angel. There are angels there. I think that's as far as like Elish Norn's thinking would probably go on this. It's because of the halo supply, which we're presuming is going to be somehow important to the fight against Phyrexia. Um, so, of course, Elish Norn would send Atraxa there to be like, hey, stop that. I wonder, yeah, yeah, the, the, it's probably her completed angel would have the most resistance to angel juice, so. Here's the issue. New Capenna has handguns. Handguns can't, handguns can't shoot you with Halo, but if they were ever developed like squirt guns or any kind of water blasters, they could just pump Halo into those things and be spraying a Traxa all day. And all that she would, would be, be able to wild. do is like yeah. squirm on the wait, ground wait, like a just fly. Super soakers. <laughs> Before we get too far into this, I need to know: Does Hasbro own super soakers? Oh, I think so. No, no, I, they I, are. They own Nerf stuff. I they don't own think Nerf, they but do they own, own super soaker? Hold on, I'm looking this up right now. <laughs> I feel like this is relevant because if there's no cro- if they own it and there's no cross branded like material for like Halo squirting water guns, like I'll be very originally sold by Laramie and now produced by Hasbro under the Nerf brand. Oh, no. Yes, Super Soaker. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. I'll take super the royalty soaker. checks time I address at this the, point. The multiverse is changing forever. Super soakers are now part of the multiverse. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Fill them with halo. You can squirt them at the Phyrexians. You can squirt them into your mouth when you need a refreshment. New Capenna has perfect. one native planeswalker. Possibly yeah. the most important one. <laughs> yeah. But we'll see. Elspeth, and, yeah. And we did get a look at some art that looks very Elspethy, uh, and also kind of art deco. So Maybe she shows up on New Capenna. Who knows? I mean, she's gone forever. She planeswalked with a bomb. She's gone. Goodbye, <laughs> Elspeth. She's not on the Collector Boosters arc. That's not Elspeth. So Ravnica. Ravnica. Who needs to worry about Ravnica has also been through a lot. They they had the last event set was there. Now we've seen Borborygmos, like I mentioned, in the key art. And uh, I believe Fairy Mastermind is a Ravnikan fairy. Uh, I'm not positive about that. Um, 
but so we know Ravnica's involved as well. They're probably, Carrie, is this who you were alluding to as being the plane best prepared? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Like, Ravnica has Niv. <laughs> that's, kind of, <laughs> that's kind of the power bomb. And they have um, still Ralzaric in charge. And it seems to be a hub of planeswalkers, like, planeswalkers yeah. in and out of that plane, like, fairly often, so. It just seems like you can you can get stomped by 10 different guilds at once under the orders of Nivmizit, and that would suck for you. It sucks for the guild list, so it probably sucks doubly so for Phyrexians. In, in the <laughs> Brothers War story, it's also mentioned that Jace has spent time, like, preparing Ravnica for invasion, or, or working with the Ravnica. But who better to counter those plans? Aye, aye, aye. No, hopefully not. Oopsie daisy. Oopsie daisy. They, they already have a say. guild list or a new leader um, for Golgari. So we'll see. I can't, I personally can't wait till they kill Niv Mizzet and make Fibblethip the new guild pact. Oh, God. Well, here's the issue is that Niv Mizzet wasn't Niv Mizzet. He was Tezra in flesh Niv Mizzet. <laughs> oh, God. That's a boom You're getting your continuities reference. crossed there, Carrie. Oh, I'm Carrie. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're it's thinking boom, boom comics. comics all right, so we also saw Chandelar, one of Ooh. my favorite planes. And specifically, we see Invasion of Chandelar, uh, which is art referencing Aloran Wilds, the plane chase card, uh, which I think is a really cute touch. Uh, it doesn't, that card never screamed Chandelar that much to me. It was a reference to the original game that yes. took place there and not any of the modern stuff. We're two references deep for this getting back to microprose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, y yeah, like this one, I'm not a huge because, like, Chandelar, how do you represent Chandelar? Like, Slivers, Onaki, the Amphin, like, all this stuff that's going on there. Uh, and instead, they're just like, they're fighting thorn bushes which I think is hilarious, <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know, it's not the thing I would have picked, but I think it's pretty cool. If we get, if they need a Planeswalker Defender, then there is one in the reserves, questionably alive. Well, definitely alive, but questionably ghost form in Keenan Sarmal, but we'll probably never get that, to be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't think Chandelar is the centerpiece of the uh phyrexian invasion story coming up so 10 years from now 10 years from now when they're when, when we're magic 40 <laughs> they'll be like they'll be pulling out every one of those obscure characters yeah please i i personally hope we get a phyrexian ice liver that has text that no. just says phyrexians you control have Oof. and then some ability i think that would be neat but also like it, that would be pure fan service like, that is just 100% fan service. I think they're so against doing, like, one-off slivers at this point. They've dunked on it in, like, a billion other sets where they've tried to put it in. And they're like, we don't have the support for it. And I'm like, it doesn't matter whether you have the support for it. If you put one in there, people will be happy. I think I think they should be allowed just to cause a little bit of chaos. Yeah. Put it That's in common. Yeah. Put it at common, mm -hmm. like those... Uh, those other cards they do with for each card you control named whatchamacallit, it gets plus one, plus one. It's just that effect, right? Yeah. But anyway, we also have another place people people care about. Uh, there's an invasion of Tarkir. Wahoo! Wahoo! <laughs> and we see a uh, completed member of uh, the Kolagon Brood. And then we see 
uh, all the other broods riding in to fight it. So we see an Ojutai brood uh, dragon. The thing is, all these dragons, like each of the broods, they are on purpose, look very similar. So it's hard to tell if these are anybody. Or, um, but we also see like an Atarka dragon with a, a, a Tarka clan warrior riding it. In the background, we can see a Dromoka clan uh, dragon with a warrior riding it. Like, this is awesome. This is uh, the kind of cooperation between the dragons and their clans we haven't really seen. We haven't seen dragon riders in modern Tarkir. That's a neat touch. I would love if we got to come back to Tarkir and this had smoothed things over quite a bit so that it wasn't as shit oh for the humans does, there. Uh-huh. Does Ugin return to Tarkir and like increase the amount of dragon storms for the invasion? Uh, that That's actually like... I would be in favor of that. I somehow doubt that Ugin's going to get involved with this one just because I think he's got to um, do his warden duties. Well, if, if probably the Wait, whoa, whoa. You don't think Nicol Bolas and Emrakul are going to team up for, <laughs> to, to, defeat, to defeat the new Phyrexians? <sighs> I, I think Ugin... We definitely have enough story space to do that, Justin. Yes, yes. Tell you what. I, I feel like Ugin is probably going to be like... What's the worst that could happen? He he can't planeswalk away, so I feel like I'm safe to aid my 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 plane of choice in, the, in its time of need. He can't possibly do anything wrong, and then some other planeswalker comes and rescues Ugin, and that's how Ugin, I mean Bolas, and that's how Bolas escapes, and we get him back as a villain. No, no, no! I don't want it. I don't want <laughs> my it. my funny answer is. Uh, Ugin just doesn't have cell service, and none of them, Ugin and Bolas, don't even know this is happening. <laughs> There's no way. That is a that is a secretly good point, though, because the weird pocket planes that exist, like the meditation plane, and assumingly a Gyrum, if it's out there somewhere, like we don't really know if they're also getting touched by this. We assume they are, but um, I think to keep things a little simpler, uh, it makes sense for them not to be because they introduces a whole bunch of problems they kind of set up a precedent for that with the teferi story at the end of one where zalfir uh seems to be unaffected because the the wanderer shows up and is like they're invading everywhere but they haven't invaded zalfir which you could argue is as much a pocket plane as any of the other ones are just a slightly different take on it so i I think they could easily say like, oh, yeah, the meditation realm, totally unaffected. They didn't even know what was going on because, you know, they're phased out, kind of. I would also be entertained if there is this neutral ground where the non-Planeswalker characters can meet. Like the key art isn't just kind of like Mm -hmm. representative and is actually something that happens in the story because then like saturo can just climb the branches and get into the meditation plane and be like you know i just have like a real good feeling to kill you nickel bolas <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just nonsense uh, i mean so what i will say is the modern umazawas would also have been would have been hounded by bolas right mm-hmm. like yeah. tetsuko mm-hmm. like i just i want tetsuko to just like show up randomly and been like you chased my family my whole life. You murdered everyone I ever loved. And I'm what does Bolas say in return? I don't know who I am because he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen, I don't know who you are. I don't know who I am. Do you know how I got here? 
I'm cold. Do you have a sweater? Um, oh, oh, someone please do fan art of Nicol Bolas wearing a little sweater. Oh, God. Just reading his Maybe he's taking up knitting. <gasps> what if Ugin and Bolas have a book club? Oh, Jesus Christ. In the meditation realm. Okay, All anyway. Right. We got to keep okay, it moving. We gotta move on. We gotta I'm, move I'm on. the one saying that. So. Theros. So Theros, we have the card Tranquil Cove. Uh, and we see Heliod, the Radiant Dawn, and the Warped Eclipse. And we learn that the Phyrexian strategy there uh, is to complete the followers in order to warp the gods and by changing the nature of belief on the plane, uh, which is a neat thought using the metaphysics of the plane. Uh, I think things are going to go pretty poorly for the people of Theros if their gods are literally turning against them. Their gods mm-hmm. are like pretty destructive towards them As on a is, good yeah. day. <laughs> Like, I I don't know. Yeah, this is going to go poorly. I'm sorry, Heliod. I'm sorry this has happened to you. I don't know why they decided to abandon your very good story, but (laughs) now you're gone for good for the most part. Um, We'll we'll see what happens to him. But yeah, I mean, the godsend was created to kill gods or destroy the fabric of nyx but also have the ability to kill gods so that being part of elspeth's sword slash the representation and the set symbol could hint at something but i don't know it feels unsatisfying for elspeth to kill a phyrexian version of heliod when the shitty real one was just as bad (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not a lot changes yeah uh, i think it's it's interesting with uh theros that uh they confirmed that like a johnny purpose like personally goes to theros and spreads the uh phyrexian religious practice there i guess yeah um so that's where that's where johnny is and i feel like uh talking about it and godsend and elspeth like if she's gonna go uh clean up a mess first i feel like going and getting rid of uh, a johnny would be one of the the first things she'd want to do yeah you know get her her old friend out of the fight oh, oh and i'll also mention that people it's unconfirmed at this point but one of the commander decks seems to hint at Brahmas, who was mm-hmm. um a johnny's good friend on theros i hate it being being possibly get gotten and We'll see how that goes, because, again, like all these characters, I'm like, I really, really want to see a story about this. And I'm like, I know one percent of them get to have stories because we've got so much more important stuff going on. But, you know, Theris holds a special place in my heart. So hopefully it gets some some dedication in there. So finally, let's move on to Zendikar. Uh, Zendikar, we've seen Omnath, Locus of All. We've seen Drana and Linvala. Uh, we've seen uh, another one of the commander decks appears to be Iona. Uh, yeah. The angel has multiple wings. It looks very similar. Anyway, uh, so we definitely know we're going to have some Zendikar time here. And uh, yeah, how do you all feel about completed Omnath? Bad. I get that this is a mechanical Bad. thing at this point to make it funny that it's all five colors and also Phyrexian eyes, but like Omnath was, um, it, it does make flavor sense. He's a locus of mana. He cares about feeding on the raw wild mana of Zendikar and 
gets to do that to the entire multiverse through access to Realm Breaker, assumedly. But so you know what I noticed looking closer at the art? The mechanical bits seem to have come from Realm Breaker itself, because yeah. multiple like Realm Breaker branches are all coming at Omnath at once. And I feel like that black mana, especially because it's Phyrexian mana, is it's absorbed new Phyrexian mana. And that's why it that has that black color, which I think is kind of a mm-hmm. cool idea. And, yeah. and it's possible Nissa might have gone after him directly. So Could be. It would be funny if she chose Omnath over Ashaya. <laughs> but at the same time, um, Zendikar has lost Omnath. And, well, Omnath wasn't a protector of Zendikar, but Nissa and Nahiri who were the Prime Planeswalker protectors. So hopefully the world soul gets off a little scot-free. But I don't know, Zendikar seems like one of the more expendable planes considering we get to adventure in a um, kind of party sense on so many other worlds. So we'll see. Uh, when, when I thought of, of these planes, my first thought was for like Zendikar of like, oh man, you know, Zendikar has like a lot of experience fighting eldritch abominations from outside the plane like uh, okay they've got the ability to organize they know how to deal with this problem uh they also have the bonus of like not being a really technologically advanced plane so there's not like a lot of artifice for the phyrexians to get their hands on um and then i started remembering some things because my first my next i was like oh they have the royal it's like a built-in immune system um and then i remembered like well uh, Nahiri and Nissa, the two protectors of Zendikar, are both completed. Yeah. Um, so there's not really any other native planeswalker to to fight for them. Yeah, all of uh, all of the planeswalkers that Kiora, have touched Kiora. 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 But then also I remembered in terms of artifice, I was like, oh yeah, then Nahiri had that whole thing with a litheform core. Uh, I'm sure that's <laughs> not going to come back into the story. Uh, <laughs> and so. The Good luck to Zendikar. Yeah, that yeah. was the last big story we had there. Yep. Kiora, I kind of, I'm kind of just not expecting her to show up. Like, I know <laughs> we're kind of banking on, like, the reserve planeswalkers, but I just don't know what her status is on caring about many things. And obviously she cares about Zendikar. She has family members there. Um, but... Yeah, Zendikar doesn't have an artificer to operate the Hedron network. At best, you would have to call in Ugin or Soren to try to do it themselves. <laughs> and that's calling your 80-year-old grandparent for tech support. So we'll see. I could see a world where Arlen stays on Innistrad to, to help fight there. And Soren, knowing the fate of Nissa and Nahiri, runs off to Zendikar and finally makes good on his promise to, oh, to help protect the plane. Don't, don't. Don't pretend he's gonna be that good, yeah. please. Oh, no, yeah. I, I would be hopeful for that kind of redemption, but I genuinely don't expect it from that too. It would be, I think, a really beautiful moment, and I would love it. But also, like, I think it would require a lot of story setup and time that we're probably not gonna get. But we'll see. It would be. It will be funny if we get a new Iona card. I think that would be one of the first times that a band commander like a band commander in commander has gotten a new iteration question mark because i only well we have emerkel and gristlebrand emerkel got a new one um hopefully it doesn't color hose if it is watch it watch it be an even more bannable (laughs) i told them not to print that card we we have uh drana and lanvala which i love this pairing because um 
if you know the history of the plane, you know Drana is more than willing to work with allies. Again, this is the ally plane. Like, it wouldn't surprise me anyone on this plane working together. Uh, but these two in particular are really fun. Linvala, who was like one of the key architects of the rebuilding of Seagate, because she threw her support behind uh, Tazri. And uh, Drana, who is the last blood chief, who's shown, who's like, basically the reason why vampires are more integrated into the rest of Zendikar society now. Um, it's great. I love it. Why don't we move on to final thoughts? So there is just, I, for my final thought, I'm going to say there is so much going on here already. Uh, and yeah, yeah, there is, there's a lot going on here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on. Cause I, <laughs> you've got nothing. I have been dancing between the raindrops this episode, uh, and I will pass it along <laughs> to who's up next. I guess that would be me. Um, my final thought is that I was listening to some magic podcasts today. Um, and I just want to remind people that white is not the color of default. Good. White is the color of order. Normally that means good, but white can also mean thick bureaucracy that leads to like oppression and all sorts of other things. So just because a something is white does not mean that it is default good. It could just mean that it is maybe like uh, Heliod who wants things to fall in his order, like, or... The reference, this is some, this was a very old podcast that was just really deep in my queue, but like Megatron, bad guy, yes, but he wants people to fall under his order. Like he, he believes in a very strict set of order that, that he's the top of. So just reminder, white and magic is not explicitly good. It just means they believe in order and the greater good and what they'll go about any means to protect that greater good. If you want a more recent example, uh, we were just talking about Kaladesh for the console. The console is white-blue. Exactly. White, yeah, being the, the part of them that's pretty evil. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, Ixalan with the, the, the vampires. They're also white-aligned, but very evil. Anyways, uh, my final thought is uh, Destiny 2 Lightfall is out Ooh. and i have a feeling that's where lorelei is tonight <laughs> z was like oh i shouldn't be on the episode and i don't i don't want to give anything away and i was like mm -hmm. i think you're just raiding i think you're playing destiny 2 <laughs> that's fine no but I've it's, been playing it's it good I, yeah. i'm trying to finish uh witch queen before i do any more story but like i do appreciate the seasonal refresh and uh i'm gonna try and keep up with it this year you know, the the, the, mm -hmm. the weekly seasonal thing, if it doesn't take me more than an hour or so every week, I should be able to keep up with it. Chris, what do you think of mm -hmm. the new character? The new Neptune character? Um, well, I like Neptune a lot. Uh, I like a lot of the characters on Neptune. I think it's a really interesting place. I think Nimbus is perfect. <laughs> um, I think Nimbus is, uh, for Magic fans, if you imagine taking Tyvar Kell and Nico Aris and you made them into the same character, um, <laughs> that's Nimbus. Nimbus is a big old Thimbo with Thimbo. <laughs> the most like positive, like cool demeanor. I They are really cool. I love Nimbus. Yeah, cool. the, the, whole, the whole aesthetic, mm -hmm. the whole synthwave uh, aesthetic 
of it is what drew me back because I've been complaining a lot trying to catch up with a muddled story and now that I'm caught up after watching a four and a half hour lore video uh my name I, is I'm excited for it <laughs> one of the best um my final thought is I think uh, I'm, I'm wondering if a single plane is going to fall to Phyrexia like get destroyed as part of the resolution of this plot um in planeswalker while we're at it but i can't pick one i feel like picking one is mean because it means we're never gonna go back to that world and magic has been so resistant to actually getting rid of a single world but i don't want mirrodin to be at the end of this <laughs> like mirrodin shuttle everybody off there kaya one by one if you need to because I think Mirrodin's just kind of flawed world from the start. So hopefully, hopefully we get some kind of um, clean slate to work from. And speaking of clean slates, if you want a Discord server that is full <laughs> of great people, <laughs> that is so is not a good segue. It's a clean that slate because is... <laughs> we'll wipe every single channel after this episode airs. <laughs> I went I just went for it. I'm like, I'm gonna segue whatever the last thing Carrie says and just try and make it work. And it, we're gonna, it was not a good one. No, uh, if you want to join the, uh, what is the the Silex? Bring the end. Bring the end. There we go. Wipe the land clear or something yeah. like that. Uh if you want to join a great Discord community of magic nerds who are into uh we're watching the new season of the Mandalorian. We're playing the new expansion for Lightfall. Uh, we are voraciously consuming every new Pokemon Scarlet detail with the DLC. Uh, we are, uh, it's a really fun community. Honestly, it's the Discord I'm most active in because we have, have this really great community here of really cool people uh, who are fun to, to hang out with here on the Discord. Uh, you know, I've got like 20 of these Discords that I left on left leave on read most of the time, but the moment... This particular Discord server has an unread message. I'm like, oh, let's see what's in there. We're speculating on team up cards. We've got one week left to do it. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> if you name enough, maybe eventually you can name every single one in the set. Uh, <laughs> it's like uh, monkeys typing Shakespeare. Um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, and you can join with us uh, by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash the Vorthos cast. Uh, just $1 a month gets you access to our Discord server. Uh, $5 a month gets you access to becoming a live listener where you could listen to us do the episode before it airs and know what we're going to say and know all the things we screwed up on and then listen to the regular episode and say, ha, they cut it out there because Jay is not that smart <laughs> and, <laughs> and has to constantly look things up. <laughs> Speaking of Jay not being that smart, it's only $3 a month for our live listen, by the way. Oh, we <laughs> dropped that. Yeah, yeah. What a great deal. You know, that's an awesome thing to let everyone know, Chris, that is such a great deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm running out of things. So thank you all for listening. This has been the Vorthos cast.